Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nice enough to join us right now with more on that. The outstanding, dare I say, legendary voice of the Golden State Warriors, the one and only Tim Roy. Tim, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for your time. How encouraged have you been, Tim, by uh, Clay's play the last two games before whatever that was in New Orleans? Well, first of all, you have to really work on your legends. I think you, you, you really need to upgrade your legends. Um, I think I, I think Clay. I, I think is just he's Clay, and and he's gonna, he, you know, he 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 started slow before, and he'll probably start slow again in his career. And so, uh, just to see him have fun and to get back to who he was, uh, that was great. And then now, you know, again, I I, I last year I said that, and I really believe this. I don't think we can really judge Clay until the second half of this year. Then he's had a full year of games under his belt. He's coming off two horrific injuries and so I think at that point we'll get an idea of who the everyday Clay is going to be. Is it going to be the same? Well, no, it's never it's never the same, right? You know, but after injuries like that, but you know, what what's what's it going to be like? And I think that's what we're we're kind of looking toward and and working toward and and you guys were talking about D Defense and, and getting a stop. Well, um, I, before the New Orleans game in my hotel room, there I was doing a little work, and I just just for giggles went back and and tried to match up what my eyes were seeing to the numbers. And so I ran uh, the Warriors numbers after the 0-5 road trip and going into the New Orleans game before everybody took, you know, they had the uh, the night off and, and they got blasted by the Pelicans. And in those seven games after that road trip, the Warriors were a top 10 offensive team and a top 10 defensive team. So they were starting to get back. You know, their defensive rebounding numbers in that stretch went from 28 to 20. Not great, but as a as the kids like to say, trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So they were getting better on the defensive end. They were starting to put together some games where they, you know, had their defense kind of tied together and nobody let go of the rope, so to speak. So um so I think they were trending in the right direction. Let's see if they can take that into the second quarter of the season. And then when we get to the 40-game mark, we're at the halfway point. You know, let's see where their defense is there. You mentioned the second quarter, talking about the second quarter of the season. But what about the second quarter of games? It seems like that's been a little bit of a, of a bugaboo for this team. What can Steve Kerr do in terms of that second unit to get them to play a little bit more like the first team does? 
I think they got to just kind of write it out and keep experimenting. You know, we've seen Looney with that group. We've seen Draymond with that mm-hmm. group. And I think they're trying to find different combinations. But these are guys who, A, have not played major minutes, in, in the case of the young guys, in, in a steady role. And then, B, they're also, you know, groups that have not played together as a group. So it's going to take a little time, I think, for those, those you know, and uh, that group to come together. And, you know, they don't have to be world, you know, beaters. They, all they have to do is maintain whatever the starters have given them. And so um, so that, that to me, is it's going to be a work in progress. And I think we all kind of um, underestimated how difficult it is for 20-year-olds to really learn how to play in the NBA. You know, we saw the flashes of the potential of Kaminga and Moody and Wiseman over the years. Then we forget that you know, when you put them out there for 25 minutes a night, they're going to show at times just how young they are. And I think that's, again, it, it's it's something we have to kind of just take a deep breath and say, okay, this is going to be a work in progress, and you're going to have to go through stretches where it's not going to look pretty. Tim Roy with us on 95.7 The Game. Tim, we had Coach Kerr on. It was a day after that, that, that Phoenix loss, and I asked him, you know, because we all know the Warrior defense hasn't been what we expect it to be, and we know it can get better, but so far it, it hasn't been what we have thought it would be. So I, I, I asked him when did he first notice that the defense wasn't Warrior-like defense. He said the first game, late in that first game, the opener against the Lakers, he said we were giving up too many transition baskets. How about to your eye? Was there a time, a game, a play where you first noticed this season that, hmm, okay, defensively this team has some work to do? Well, it was hammered home to me in the, in the game in Detroit when the Pistons were getting the ball and they if they had one they had five where they took the ball at midcourt and whoever had the ball went on a drive and got all the way to the cup mm-hmm. and never nobody got in front of them nobody came over to help uh, these are straight line drives they're going right to the rim and so uh, that. That to me was like okay, this team has to go back to square one defensively and you know kind of you know relearn what they already know and and uh, so yeah that that was the moment where I, I said okay this team has a lot of work to do defensively and then uh, they still do. Tim, what do you make of the home road disparity and what do you cite as the reasons for the fact that they've been so good at home and yet so bad on the road? Again, I think part of it is the consistency part, and and, and uh, what happens is the you know we've seen we saw it in Houston. You know the starters get off to a great start, and then we mix in the guys off the bench, and all of a sudden that lead goes away. Now you're fighting. Now you're fighting the rest of the game with a team that now has confidence. You know a. You're the defending champions. What does that mean? That means every night, everybody is fired up to play you. You're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. And so you have to be ready for that. In the past, the Warriors had veteran teams who were ready for that. They knew what was going on. This is not that type of a team. And so, and then B... Uh, I think what happens, too, especially we saw it in Houston, you give young players confidence, like the Warriors gave those Rocket players some confidence, and all of a sudden now you're in this dogfight and you had to have a great game from the Splash Brothers to win that game. So to me, it's, it's, it's 
getting a lead, maintaining a lead on the road, and not giving the other team the belief that they can come back and win the game. And so far, for the most part, the Warriors have not done that on the road, and, and they need to find that. And they need to have, you know, DiVincenzo to step up, Jermichael Green to step up. They need to have Kaminga and Moody have a good game on the road so that the starters don't have to come back in and work so hard just to get the lead back and then also win the game. All right, Tim Roy, we know that uh, you've been working in the NBA for a long time. You're a real student of the game. You're probably one of the few people who would really appreciate the fact that I'm wearing a San Diego sales T-shirt today. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. I, have a, I have a San Diego Conquistador T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's one, one of the ones I nice. like. So. Yeah. So in all your time covering the league, have you ever seen a player get better in his mid-30s the way Steph Curry seems to be doing before our very eyes? Boy, uh, I would have to say no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Because... You know, before the last five, ten years, I don't think we had the type of training, the type of attention to detail with nutrition and sleep and, and workouts that we have now. You know, the, the Warriors and everybody else in the NBA is traveling, a whole bunch of people who never were on the road before, and they work with these guys all the time. Players are always either stretching, they're, they're working on their bodies, they're getting their bodies looked at, they're lifting weights, you know, even uh, yesterday morning before we left New Orleans, I went down to try to make the day a push in, in the workout room, and uh, <laughs> nice. and uh, and there, you know, there's two or three players in there lifting weights, and among them was was Steph Curry, and and so. Uh, before this time, when a guy would hit his mid-30s, that's when you would start to see the decline. You know, they lose a step, they get, you know, they're not as dynamic as they used to be, they don't explode in the air the way they used to be. Now we're seeing players, you know, not only uh, maintain what they have, and in Steph's case, get better. I mean, he's stronger, yeah. he's smarter, uh, he's he finishes, you know, is there a better finisher in the game than he is right now? I mean, I don't think so, because he can finish with either hand, he takes hits on the way to the ba- basket. Um, it's remarkable. And then, no, I don't think we've seen this before. And I think part of it is what you know teams are doing to help their players, and part of it is just Steph refuses to get old. I mean, not only does he look like he's 19, he's playing like he's 19. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's been incredible, and just watching him uh, put up 50, unfortunately, in a losing effort is just uh, awe-inspiring. Jordan Poole is a player that I'm a little bit confused about. It seems like one night he is aggressive and confident, and the next night he's not sure what he's supposed to be. What do you make of where Jordan Poole's been so far through 20 games? I think it's uh, it's a combination of factors, and I think one, the one is that you know teams are are ready for him. Just like you're you're the defending champions. Well, now Jordan Poole is in everybody's morning walkthrough. Okay, you know, okay, mm-hmm. we got to watch this guy. He likes to do this. He's going to try to get to the basket. We got to stay in front of him. We got to give help when you know he's on uh, when he's got his defender on an island. And so people are talking about Jordan Poole as a way to you know combat the Warriors. That's number one. He's getting more attention. Number two, he signed a big extension. I think psychologically, what that does to a player sometimes is that they try and I've said this a couple times, they try to earn all the money in the first week. You know, they try to say, okay, I've got to prove I'm worth this extension now. And I think in Jordan's case, you know, he 
pressed a little bit at the start of the season. He was trying a little bit too hard. He's slowly and surely, you know, coming back to who he is. I, we see signs of it, uh, but we haven't seen the consistency we saw in in recent days. And I think that's another part where I think we'll see some experimentation, you know, from the the Warriors coaching staff to try to find a way or a group to get him out there to get him jump started. Maybe he gets into the game, you know, earlier to play with the starters to get his rhythm going, and then you know he works in with the second group. So uh, I, I think you know you'll see different combinations. I think in in the weeks to come to try to figure out how to get Jordan into a good space. Yeah, Steve Kerr pointed that out as well, Tim. And as you know, you know Bo Lamar went through something very similar with the Conquistadors. Bo Lamar, <laughs> wow, wow, win. Uh, fans get uh, replica rings tonight. And the Warriors were nice enough to bring some in today. Of course, you have the real deal. If I, if we may ask, uh, where you keep your rings? Do you do you break them out for special occasions? I or? can't tell you where I keep my rings. That that would that, you know that's going to tip everybody off to where they are. But do you have but that, that, that flex moment though, Tim? Do you ever yeah. just like flash one yeah. out? Like in, in and at what time do you feel like you know what? You I know, need to flash or, on somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I occasionally I'll wear one out to dinner, and and one of the reasons why that I do that is that that people will stop and they they look at it, and to me it's like that that may be their only chance to ever get close to something like that. Hmm. So um, you know if they you know if they get a little bit of a uh, a joy out of that, then uh, then I'm, I'm all for that because it it is special. It's it's a it's a different thing, and I think people you know appreciate the fact that they get a chance to look at it or take a picture with it and things like that. So I do wear it once in a while when I go out to dinner and 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 with friends and and you know maybe the the waiter or somebody you know walking nice. by will see it and and I I like it because again it may be their one chance to get close to something like that, and so if I can be that conduit and maybe we make another warrior fan out of him so uh, wow. you know so there you go by the way I would be just to, to I looked up the sales on basketball reference which is a wonderful yes. website if you're a geeky uh, NBA guy like me they were coached by Bill Musselman yes they were wow yeah they only lasted 11 games and you have a t-shirt of a team that only played 11 games <laughs> yeah what happened was they were they changed their imaging because they wanted to get into the NBA and then they found out Jack King couldn't cook and the Lakers said we ain't letting San Diego into the NBA so the sales said alright we're done thanks everybody so that's that, that's that was the end of the party when they found out they wouldn't be part of the merger. Yeah, and then D- Donald Sterling then just said, no, I don't care. Yeah. We'll be the Clippers. Yeah, there you go. So, there you have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. By the way, the Clippers were the old Buffalo Braves, if people don't know. That's they, right. had a guy, they had a guy named Bob McAdoo on that team, and oh. he could fill it up. Yes, he Let me could. tell you, he could, yeah. he could score. They were coached by Jack Ramsey, one of the greatest coaches ever to be in our game. They wore these sweet powder blue jerseys, and they took the Celtics to six games in like the mid-'70s in the playoffs. And they had one more player, I think. They would have uh, one more really good player. They probably would have been a team to maybe have a threat at a title. So. Bernie D. Gregorio and Randy yes. Smith and Jim McMillan and Garfield Hurd and Bob McAdoo. There Garfield Hurd. Yeah. I'll leave around you the two world. alone, Tim. You guys can go ahead. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you guys can go ahead and wax poetic. I'll see you all it's on a, It's a holiday week, yeah. It, it, um, it is a holiday week. Yeah. Tim, 
Is it too early to look at the this week and the games with the, the Clippers and the Jazz and try to judge their significance for the Warriors in the conference race? Because obviously they're in a hole here and you got two teams, one team that we knew was going to be good and one team that's like, wow, where does this come from? Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I never look at the standings too much, but I did the other day just to see where you know the Warriors were fitting in. They're fine. They're, they, they were, uh, I think before the game in New Orleans, I think they were like two and a half games out of a home court. Uh, everybody in the West has six losses. You know, I mean, it just seems like you know all these teams are beating up on each other. So I don't think it's significant for the standings. I think what to me it's it's how the Warriors play. You know, these two games, so just take these two games. If they play well in these two games and say they win both games and win it the right way, you know, getting back defensively, getting defensive rebounds, trying to keep the transition points to a minimum, not, you know, fouling on every possession or turning the ball over every other possession. If they do those kind of things and, and they play better, then I think that's a better indication of where they are. As far as the standings go right now, I mean, they're probably, I didn't look this morning, but they're probably on the outside looking into a play-in, but not by much. And again, they're uh, at the very worst. They're four games in the loss column out of first place. So th- there's plenty of time to, to find their 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 footing, if you will, in the Western Conference race. Just because everybody's balanced. If it was in the East, you know, then you're saying, okay, well, one and two is probably out, off the table with Milwaukee and Boston playing so well. But right now in the West, everybody is kind of mashed all together, and I think it's it's going to be really fun for the fans, though, because I think as we come down the stretch in this season, there's going to be about 12 teams in the Western Conference that are going to have a lot of big games in the second half of the season. Thanks for your time, Tim. Have a great call tonight. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Enjoy your your time with your your loved ones. You know, the as you get older, you, you're reminded of the fact that uh, these moments don't come by as frequently as we think they're going to come by. So enjoy it all, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight from Chase Center. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. See you guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.